You're listening to State of the Grind. What's going on, everybody? You are listening to State of the Grind. This is Kyle Anderson, and as always with me, my partner in crime, Mr. David Glansrock. Howdy, everybody. We are very fortunate today. We have Emma over at Social Survey talking to us a little bit about what they do. Emma, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You have a British accent. You are live from Austin, Texas. But that's actually Australian. Australian, sorry. And you <laughs> and Social Survey is based in San Francisco. San Francisco. Okay. We're covering we're covering all covering. parts of the world right here. We are. That's okay. awesome. Um, Emma, so tell us a little bit about Social Survey. Absolutely. So Social Survey is an online reputation management software company. So that's fancy for saying we ask your customers, every single customer, what uh, what the customer experience was like as delivered by you, the individual that actually delivered the experience. And if they're happy, we share it in multiple places online to have impact to give your future customers the information that they're looking for. And if they're unhappy, we make them feel heard and um notify the right people in the business to address it. Right. Okay. So now what separates you guys from all of the other companies out there or just straight up like Facebook reviews or Google reviews or going to all of these different platforms, getting reviews? The thing is, it's all about the true voice of the customer, right? Like as an example, we love this restaurant called Maria Maria and we think it's a 4.5 to a 4.6 every single week that we go. And it just breaks our heart that on Google and on other platforms, they're at a like a 3.2 because it's a lot easier to move someone, a customer, in a negative direction enough, you know, you only have to move the needle a little bit negatively to get them to go off on their own and pick up their phone and be a keyboard warrior and leave a negative review. You have to be right. outstanding to get someone to do it on their own, to leave a positive review on their own. And so the whole internet is out of whack with reviews, right? There's a lot more negative reviews than positive reviews if it's not managed properly. And the only way to truly manage it properly is to automate it. Right. Now, how important is timing in the process for a review? I've heard so much about, you know, you don't want to bombard people with a review just after they bought a home because you know they're probably moving and it's chaos they're signing documents and all this jazz what what does timing have um as far as impact on the review great question i would agree that it's um improper to send a review just you know upon closing if it comes from the logo right they don't have a relate the customer doesn't have a relationship with the logo they have a relationship with you Right? right. And so if it looks like, even if it's automated, if it looks like it's coming from you, the person that delivered the experience with your face on it and a personal note that, again, is automated saying, this is really important to me. We're so happy you closed. Would you take 30 seconds to do this for me? They're going to do it, especially if it's mobile friendly. Right. Now, you say automated. Now, how easy is the process because i know a lot of the you know the reason why people aren't getting these reviews is because it does take up you know sometimes a significant amount of time and people want to know what to say and type it out and and all that jazz how easy is it 
for someone to leave a review? So on average, across our 30,000 frontline users, um, we're getting a 54% response rate, which is incredible. And that's an average across all of them. Some of our clients are getting a 62% response rate, which is amazing. But yeah, the, they're... right. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and so the reason is, is because it is easy. It has to be easy. Um, it has to, you have to say up front and then deliver on the promise that I promise this is only going to take 30 seconds. And then it does. So Emma, I'd like to take just one kind of step back and, and talk a little bit more about the reviews and you know why that would be important for Kyle and I to have that show up in um, in a Google search when somebody Googles it. Okay, so with Google, well, let's talk about the audience first, if, if that's okay. Like the reason Absolutely. why the reason why reviews are so important is because only two years ago, 80% of customers were going online to have a look at reviews before they make a purchasing decision, even if it came via a referral to that person. Um, now it's 95%. 95% of your customers are going to look online to see how you do business before they make a decision. And so, again, two years ago, Google knew that, and so they now make um, one-third of their algorithm is now tied to your Google reviews. So that kind of makes it a must, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So, but there's all kinds of different reviews, Emma. So there's like, there's Google, um, there's Yelp, you know, Facebook has a review function. Uh, Kyle and I can't use the Zillow, the Zillow reviews because we're, we're, we have to have a licensed real estate uh, license to do that. How, how, and even Yelp. So how does that all translate into our online profile and persona. Absolutely. So um, Yelp is a tricky one. Let's start with that one <laughs> because Yelp um, has their own special way of doing things, their own special way of viewing things, and it is a really negative platform. A lot of positive reviews get negated um, uh, unless someone has been on there and made multiple reviews. But if you're a newcomer to the platform and want to leave a review, review for someone, it's kind of tricky right? Um, but across multiple platforms, that's one of the reasons why we do multi-shares. So write the review once and then we automatically post it across Twitter, Facebook recommendations, Facebook newsfeed, LinkedIn, your website, Google My Business, so multiple sites um, so that the true voice shows up everywhere because that's really important. You don't know exactly where a customer is going and what if they go to Facebook and see a 2.7, but then they go to Google and it's a 3.4, which would which do they believe, right? So you right. need to have a similar reputation across all platforms. Otherwise, people are going to ask questions. Emma, let me ask you a follow up to that. So you know, one of the thing you know we have some reviews on like LinkedIn and it seems like those are kind of buried and hard to find because mm -hmm. they're on our personal you know, underneath our personal name, you know, once, yes. once Kyle and I start to build more reviews across multiple platforms, what are some of the best practices we can do with those reviews other than simply to have them when somebody Googles? Absolutely. So text helps, you know, it's an initial touch point for people to confirm that they've made the right choice and it helps with Google and Facebook and all of their algorithms. But there's so much leverage you can get out of those reviews. You know, you can turn them into graphics, turn them into a video, 
um, take the positive reviews and create a carousel of content. You can use that amazing review to go back out to the homeowner and get a photo with them. So there's, you know, it's great to get the positive feedback, but then do more with it, right? It's content that can be leveraged. Now, part of that content, Emma, do you find that it's easier for people are more likely to write a review um, than to put, like, is the first step as opposed to, like, get a video review or go out to the house or do something like that? Absolutely. It, it's, it's a soft step, right? It's an easy type it out on your phone step. Um, and then that can be a flag to do more with them. Um, so we have a lot of clients that do go that step forward if it's an amazing review. So with, with that, um, you know, one of the questions that I have that, that I know will probably be asked of us is, you know, I think you kind of touched on it with Yelp, is the Internet's a little bit like a bathroom wall. Anybody can write anything. How do we make sure that we're protecting our online profile by having those reviews be from real people that we've actually worked with as opposed to uh, people that, Hate us because they ain't us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with Social Survey, we actually connect to the closing software or your CRM so that we ask every customer for feedback. One, I mean, from a brand perspective, that's good because you're asking all customers and it means that a frontline team member can't trick the system, if you like, and not send a survey request to someone that they know that maybe, you know, that customer is not going to be quite happy. Negative feedback is just as powerful, right, as long as it's kept internal <laughs> and is actually actioned. And so um, making the ask automatically from your point of sale or CRM or loan closing system, LOS, then that's the way to um, make sure you're getting the, the correct, true voice of the customer. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah, no. The, the ability, the ability to alleviate the friction of the person that's really kind of doing you the favor or doing you the solid uh, to write the review and have that be disseminated across all platforms, as opposed to having to go now you have to log in here manually do it all there, and, and people not going to do that. Have you had anybody um, using social survey doing things to entice people to fill it out, other than hey, this would be a big favor? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, enticements with money or gifts, you know, that, that just feels a little, um, a little unauthentic, inauthentic. Um, but, right. but setting it up through, if you look at your customer's entire customer journey, from that initial meeting, you can set it up that this is the service that I'm going to give you. I'm expecting to deliver you a five-star service and I'd love your feedback at the end to tell me whether I did a five-star customer journey or not. And so setting it up from the very beginning that, you know, this is your expectation, what you're going to deliver, and you'd love the feedback at the end to make sure that you deliver that, then that's sending the expectation from the beginning, not in a sleazy way. Right. Yeah. I mean, not necessarily a question, but, um, you know, I was able to meet, um, uh, you know, you guys down in Miami for um, Gary V's agent 2021 and you know the product absolutely spoke for itself because a lender in colorado actually his bold statement was yeah we don't spend one dollar marketing anymore we are strictly referral based based on social survey you know 
it, it, it speaks for itself. People don't, we don't need to market to people because people are searching, you know, loans in whatever Denver. city, Boulder, Denver, Boulder, yeah, wherever they are. And <laughs> what a what a great position to be in where you don't have to, you know, go out and, and market to people. They just come to you, right? That's right. If people, if you know that people are looking for, say, loan officer or insurance agent in X, and you know that Google, one third of Google's algorithm is looking for what your customers are saying about you to validate that, yes, we're providing the best result for this customer in my Google search. It's a no brainer, right? You have to give your audience what they want. It's not about what we want to create. It's about what the audience is seeking out and they're seeking out what past customers have said about you. Right. So Emma, I got a question about the past customers. So, you know, Kyle and I are going to get on board here with social survey and we know that, you know, everything's going to move forward and, you know, it'll, it'll reach out to people and we have closings. What about the eight years of clients that we have in the past? Is there any way that social survey can go back and say, hey, we know you've worked with David and Kyle in the past. Could you pull this out? So we call that a look back. And for the first 30 days, we will do a 90-day look back and ask your previous customers. Now, be warned, the response rate is not nearly what it is when you send um, a, a survey request within 24 hours of a home closing, right? Um, so the response rate isn't as good, but you're starting to collect that backload of data from the last 90 days and pushing it out there as a kickoff, if you like. Um, and then the following 30 days, that's when we get into the nitty gritty day by day of closings um, and get the real flow of data. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. You also don't want to hit, you know, 8,000 loans from the last um, eight years all at once right. because Google and Facebook will put their hands up and go, whoa, this, this can't be real, right? So you've got to be so, careful about that. Right. Oh, sorry. Emma, the software tracks like who's, who's written a review and who hasn't. So, you know, we have, you know, some higher volume clients, some lower volume clients. If somebody get, you know, if one of our higher volume clients fills out a review, are they going to get notified to fill out a review every time we do a deal or is the system going to stop from spamming? Uh, yeah, we have toggles. So we only send um, the same person a review request every 30 days or every 90 days. So we can we can adjust that. That's not a problem. So, because someone doesn't want to be spammed every day. Emma, we're really excited to get started with Social Survey. Anybody that's, if anybody's listening, how do, how do they get in touch with you or Social Survey to get their uh, online profile and brand up to speed? Absolutely. I'd love to chat further with anyone that's listening about their online reputation. Uh, my email is emma at socialsurvey.com or you can go to our website, which is socialsurvey.com. Awesome. Is there any final kind of comments, best practices, things you can share with Kyle and I before you get started using your platform? Absolutely. So think about continuously every day when you're creating content out there, whether it's reviews or turning reviews into graphics or creating your own content is what is it that my audience wants to consume? You know, they're sitting on that, they're on their phones morning, lunchtime and night using that thumb for a reason, right? And what do they want to consume? And if they've connected with you, they want to consume something from you. So don't be scared to create content and having the voice of your customer out there, you, go, you guys are going to rock it. 
Emma, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Um, we're excited to get started. And you guys, Emma at socialsurvey.com for more information. This has been State of the Grind. Thank you so much. And you guys, Emma. Thank you for listening. To stay in the grind with us, please subscribe. Keep grinding.